Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome everyone to this very first episode of the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I am delighted to have you join me here today. My hope with this podcast is to support all of you who are listening in terms of discovering who you are and connecting to your most authentic self. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to manifest the life that you have always dreamed of. So to me, the word sovereign really is a lifelong process that not only connects us to a higher power, but really is foundational and embodies those feelings of wholeness tapping into our inner power and that state of self-sufficiency, which everyone seems to be striving for. So I hope that you find each episode enlightening in some way as we explore both the scientific and metaphysical dimensions of life and the human experience. I hope that I can bring some clarity in the areas of personal identity, self-healing, life purpose, and our connection to the greater collective. Because I've learned over time that knowing and understanding ourselves fully allows us to first establish a better relationship to ourselves and as a result form stronger and more meaningful relationships with others. So please take whatever resonates and keep an open mind as I try my best to introduce these concepts in a tangible manner. So without any further ado, we'll jump right into the essence of this first episode, which is dissecting the human being by considering the various aspects of self. Because I want to really just on a broad, um, from a broad perspective, bring awareness to these aspects so that we can actively address, work through and begin to heal these components uh, that we're all made up of. So what are we all made up of? What I've done for this episode is I've broken down the blueprint of the human being into five aspects from my perspective. So I know that each of these aspects can be an entirely separate episode. So for today, we'll just introduce them as building blocks and work on them from there. So I'll start with the most tangible aspect of self, which I'm going to be referring to as the soma. So this is the physical self. So quite literally your physical body. So this is the part of you where you start to get to know yourself based on your pleasures, feelings, being embodied, which essentially just means being in your senses and present. So this is when you hear the terms ground yourself or getting grounded, that's referring to bringing yourself into this physical aspect of self, bringing yourself into the present moment, feeling in your senses. So this is the part of you that feels pain. This is also the part of you that stores trauma. I know a lot of people think that trauma stored in the mind, but trauma is actually stored in the body through the central nervous system which we will definitely dive into in a future episode. So that's the physical self, the soma. The second component of the self is what I'm referring to as the psyche or the mental self. So now this involves all aspects of the mind. So both the conscious 
and subconscious or unconscious as whatever you um, are comfortable referring to it as parts of the mind. So this is the thinking mind. This is the part of you that governs decisions based on previous experiences. This is the part of you that's also established in routine based on subconscious, kind of the subconscious component of the mind. And a lot of, I'm sure that a lot of you guys have seen through some of my other posts that I share on Instagram that um, we spend quite a good chunk of our lives in our subconscious programming. And the reason why it's called programming is because it's it's learned behavior based on patterns that you either inherited, learned, or imprinted onto yourself as the way that things are. So we begin to really heal these broken patterns once we bring them into our conscious awareness. So this is the part of us where our experiences live in fragments, right? We store these stories in our minds in fragments and depending on kind of the circumstances that you've had in your life, you've either embellished certain stories or suppressed and dissociated from other stories that you store in this kind of the mental component of yourself. This is the part of the human being that is the most widely used in our society today. Everyone bases life from a logical, rational perspective, but the kind of crutch to that is that it's not a fully developed system. So our mind is limited to what we have learned up until this point of our existence. So when you're basing a lot of your experiences, your decisions on the capacity of your mind, you're making decisions based on a limited perspective. So that's just really quickly the psyche. Moving on to the next component, the third component of the self This is what I refer to as the heart or your emotional self. So this is where we actually live. This is where your intuition lives. This is where you feel your emotions. If you feel disconnected from your heart, you would have kind of difficulty either expressing emotions, difficulty in relationships, connecting to others versus being present and connected to your heart space, you would be kind of more spiritually striving. So the interesting part about the heart is, and it's not the actual physical heart, this is kind of the metaphysical heart that I'm referring to, the emotional aspect of the self. The heart can be either pure or impure based on life experiences. And again, how we have established those experiences within the self. So If the heart inclines towards, you know what, actually, I'm going to pause on that thought because I'm going to confuse you guys. So I'll move to the next component of the self and then come back to this thought in terms of the two ways the heart can go, the inclinations that it can have. So the fourth component of the self is the soul. So this is going to sound a little bit different than what most of you guys have heard or are used to but the soul has various levels of expansion so it can either go up or it can come down and interestingly enough the soul a component of the soul is the ego so the ego component of the soul is what loves the material world what really thrives in the physical world wants reputation wants money wants comparison wants to boast so it 
when we look kind of separately at the aspect of the ego, we'll really dive into what the purpose of the ego is. But for now, just I want you guys to recognize it as a part of your soul. So the soul, I know a lot of people have mistaken this or have, I guess not mistaken because whatever your opinions are, that's kind of what you hold true. But the soul is worldly. It is the part of you that's here to have a human experience. So this is what, if you've heard terms of being soulful, you're really seeking kind of worldly life, being present and experiencing the wholeness of life. And there's different levels to it, right? I said that the at the very beginning that there's various levels of expansion of the soul. So the lowest level that the soul can kind of strive towards is towards evil. And then there's kind of the middle intermediate level of the soul where it's the in, the intuitive kind of soul, the conscious consciousness where you can tell right from wrong and really establish those decisions based on the, the inner knowing instead of being taught anything. And then there's the soul at rest, which is the soul in a contended state. So really the purpose of the soul, I know once I explain this last component of the self, a lot of this will start to make sense. So this is the component of you that has a life purpose, right? So it has aspirations and it has a purpose to serve, but now you can see it on a spectrum because I know a lot of people always think of the soul as this holy part of yourself, but it actually can go into various aspects. The fifth component of the self is the spirit. This is actually the truest part of yourself. This is the eternal part of yourself. I know a lot of people refer to the soul as the eternal component of the self, but it's actually your spirit. This is your most divine self. This is the part of you that dwells with higher powers, with whatever term you're comfortable with, God, universe, creator. This is the part that every culture and teaching believes as the eternal self. A self that is not bound to this physical world like the soul is. Your spirit is free. It's limit, limited, limitless and eternal. So, and I think a part, something that would make more sense of this is the term spirituality. It's not called soulfulality. <laughs> it's spirituality because it's indicating purification of the soul inclining towards the spirit. And I will explain this more. So I know it's a, it's, it's a very difficult concept to grasp, but I'll try my best to kind of distinguish between the two. So although the, the spirit dominates over the powers of the soul, through the soul is where we gain spiritual progress. Okay. So how to kind of make more sense of this is a good distinction between the soul and the spirit is when the spirit is within the human body, it's referred to as the soul. When the spirit leaves the human body, it is then the spirit because that kind of continues on living. So you are here as a soulful being having a human experience, right? That's the part of you that makes you alive. So we need to be gentle with the soul. We need to allow it to rest when it needs, allow it to really ensure that it has healthy spiritual progress. And to kind of really merge that the soul and the spirit together would be essentially kind of take you to the highest um, levels of ascension. So 
going back to where I left off with the heart, when I was talking about the purity and impurity of the heart, your heart can become impure when it inclines towards the worldly um, seeking of the soul. So the heart inclines to the soul when it's more worldly and it can become pure when it inclines towards the spirit. So this is where your heart is integrated with the spirit. You're open to influences of the unseen realms and knowledge by just being present. So that very briefly is my version of the five components of the human being. So a good quote to kind of show this distinction between the soul and the spirit um, is is a quote that I actually, funny enough, once I was coming up with this um, episode, this quote kind of just revealed itself by Thomas More. And it says, in our spirituality, we reach for consciousness, awareness, and the highest values. And in our soulfulness, we endure the most pleasurable and exhausting of human experiences and emotions. These two directions make up the fundamental pulse of human life. And to an extent, they have an attraction for each other. So this was such a beautiful synchronicity because as I was creating this episode, I feel like this quote just presented itself and it summed up what I was trying to say so beautifully. So now we can live life in a state of excess or deficiency in any of these four components of the self. And the reason I know there's five that I described, but you can't really be in excess or deficiency of the spirit. Well, I guess you could be in deficiency of the spirit, but because that's your eternal limited, limitless self, really you can um, be more so, which we see in the, in our world, which is more common is excess or deficiency of the first four components that I described. So examples of this would be Being consumed with the needs of the physical body would result in a life of addictions, pleasure seeking, loss of identity, lack of growth and evolution, because you're ignoring your, the needs of, you're ignoring your spiritual needs and really dwelling in the physical body and being disconnected from the rest of the senses. Now, being an excess of expression of the heart can show up as an inappropriate expression or enslavement to your emotions. So you're either feeling too much without emotional boundaries and therefore you have um, these attachment patterns to toxic relationships and such. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, you're dissociated and numbing yourself to feeling anything at all because of previous experiences. So that's kind of the example of the heart. Being consumed by the mind is a life of overthinking, overanalyzing, narrow-mindedness, fear, anxiety, depression, and then the various shades of mental health. So that's an example from each of those kind of components just to make it more real life based. The soul, the danger of this is if you don't understand the various levels of the soul, you can get trapped in this ego battle. So this false idea of spirituality, right? Where you think you're above everyone else and you learned and gained so much because that false kind of perception of the, the soul. Or it could develop into escapism or fantasy, being too much kind of divulged in those aspects. So those were really kind of the basic, I said, backbone of the human being, right? What makes each 
of you uniquely different is we all have the same components, but what really embellishes this basic backbone and makes us unique is the combination of our personal genetics and the environment that begins to really dictate our personality, our character, our sense of identity. So we can take this a step further and bring in timing and location of our birth for another level of understanding. So really, we all go through these developmental stages. And depending on because a lot of things can be inherited, a lot of things can be inherited, not only through ancestral kind of transgenerational traumas or behavior patterns, which we will absolutely discuss in a future episode. But for now, just kind of the idea that certain things we are born into this life with, and then our uh, environment really is our individual reactions and perceptions to the family environment, peer influences, and other experiences. So how this is a good, really great example of this would be siblings in a family can all have, well, they all have different personalities, but can all have a very different perception of their childhood. They'll have the exact same parents and the exact same situation happening, but how they interpret their external world can vary quite vastly. Because what's happening throughout our childhood is we're just observing. We're collecting, collecting information, sometimes false beliefs, social standards, the status quo, and starting to form our character from that perspective. So as we grow and develop, many areas within us develop. So we have motor development, cognitive development, speech and language, social emotional domains, and then getting more complex would be kind of eco-biological development, which is the interaction of our environment and our biology and how that influences us. And then social emotional, so the development of ourself, our temperaments, our relationship to others, and that's where attachment starts to get formed. So the bulk of who you are is what has you've been exposed to in childhood because that's where a lot of the behavior has been learned and then really your entire adult life becomes either unearthing those broken patterns of behavior and thinking and expanding into your most um, free and authentic self or being trapped in those behaviors as that's the way it is and living your life kind of from that subconscious subconscious mind So what I like to do is I go really, 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 really far back in terms of development. So development starts at gestation. So I often ask a lot of my patients when we're digging deep into the root cause of something, if we can't really find anything that's pertinent within the individual's life, I often ask my patients, what was your birth like if you could ask your mother and what was her the environment during her pregnancy because that has such a significant impact on our development as our the embryo is developing your mother's environment during pregnancy really has a massive impact on your your development so before you're even born you're starting to develop certain aspects of yourself so A really important point that I want to bring up is that the developmental stages and our own set of experiences contribute to what later in life 
we refer to as kind of the inner child or the expression of feminine masculine energies which really speak to patterns of trauma and are deeply rooted beliefs in adult life so we can look at it from various ancient texts and theories we can if we look at it from the ayurvedic um, realm we can break it down in terms of the chakra system and the developmental stages that that takes place in from taoism it's the yin and the yang and kind of the various components of self so throughout all sorts of ancient cultures this personal development has been described in various ways so it really comes down to what you resonate with and what you're drawn towards to kind of kick off this healing journey so something that I want to really reiterate in this episode is that your soul in this life has a purpose you're born with a certain set of unexplainable strengths and weaknesses and then the combination of that with your experiences and your perception of your experiences makes you who you are today so to truly live a life um, that's where you feel connected to it is to really learn how to dance with life, to kind of move and flow with the situations that come up. Because there's always unexpected situations that come up that are dictating who we are, shaping who we are and how we live our lives. So I want you guys to really begin to recognize yourself on a deep level So you're either learning or you're unlearning and you're understanding um, those parts of you that keep you limited, feeling small, afraid, or afraid to take steps towards what you really truly desire. So that's kind of the essence of learning your own personal makeup. And the secret to doing exactly that is just, just really begin to unravel this story. So I want to leave you guys with some prompts to really think about in terms of the very first stages of self-discovery. So you could really gently start kind of doing um, an assessment of where you are currently in your life today. Which of the above aspects that that I've explained in this episode of, of the self, do you feel most inclined towards and why? Are you aware when your life transitions from one phase to another? Do you really embrace change or do you resist it? And the reason why I'm stating really broad questions is I really want to get you guys thinking in terms of that realm. We'll start to discover and dive deeper and deeper into these um, aspects in future episodes. So it's mindsets that guide us right so i want you guys to do a really general self-assessment of your fears your beliefs your thought patterns where do you get stuck where does your mind wander when you're um left to kind of think on your own what do you escape and what is where is your life going right currently where is your life going and where did you come from so just you don't have to answer all of these questions. I want, I just am posing as many um, questions um, related to what we've discussed for those of you who are interested to just begin this um, kind of self dialogue and unearthing your own personal story. So 
I hope that this episode left you with one, two, three, maybe a dozen um, bits of valuable information to kind of kick off this journey of personal development. And if you guys have any questions or comments, you can absolutely reach out to me on my social media page, which I will leave the handle for you in the show notes. Uh, But it was an absolute pleasure having you guys join me here today. And I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode.